Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. My name is Ava, your host, and today I'm continuing a series that I started last week about manifestation. So manifestation is a new age philosophy that has many different branches to it. It's been strengthened and evolved for millennia, but especially in the in the last, let's say, 50 years across so many different domains. So that's really strengthened this philosophy, made it very attractive, made a lot of pieces, you know, logically appearing to be logically coherent. And what I want to share with you today is, you know, in this attempt to make your practice more functional, to make your spiritual practice, the way you live your life, the way your attitudes are about the world, to make them more effective and functional. And first of all, you know, helping you to get clarity about what feels aligned for you with your beliefs so that you can then evaluate the methods and processes that you're going to take in your life in order to be more effective and ultimately get what you really want. So definitely check out the previous episode where I'm going to introduce this idea of manifestation, which will really set you up to understand and best receive this episode today. So starting with what not to do, what has not worked, what is a trend in the manifestation philosophy, what are one of the proponents, the ideas of this philosophy that are pushed, that if you adopt it, you're going to be less effective. So what not to do? Okay, let's start with number one. The first one is don't assume the universe wants the best for you. You know, this idea, the universe has your back. The universe, you know, wants the best for you and is guiding you and has a plan for you. So it's a human tendency to describe God in our image. You know, we even call God he or she. And there's this idea that God is, you know, we, we've re disregarded the religious God. We've replaced it with the universe. And the universe loves us. They want, they want what's the best for us. They have a plan for us. They're guiding us. Almost like a person. The important thing is that the universe is impersonal. The universe is not a person. <laughs> that's what we need to consider here. That's the root of it. The universe is completely void of any personal attribute. That's the difference between the personal experience and a universal experience, is that the universe is completely neutral. It does not have any personal preferences or attributes. So, you know, in Christianity, it says that, you know, God created us in his image. So God is a kind of Superman and has created us in his image. But actually, that's what we do. We've created this higher power in our image. So the personal realm is totally different experience to the universal realm. The universe has no desire for us to succeed in any personal way. It doesn't have any personal kind of desire. I'm not saying that the universe doesn't exist. I'm not saying that you can't relate to the universe, but I am saying that the universe doesn't exist with personal qualities and you can't relate to it as if it were a person, albeit a wise powerful, super loving person. 
So the tendency is to relate to the universe like as if we were a child and the universe is a parent. Think about a parent. A parent can grant us all of our wishes. They could give us pretty much anything we want because they have way more resources than us. And we tend to do that considering the universe like this wise, powerful, super loving parent, super parent person instead of actually reparenting ourselves. So I'm not saying that the universe doesn't exist and that we can't relate to it, but the mysticism, the beauty, the effectiveness is to relate to the universe as the universe. So a totally different dimension of experience. Assuming the universe wants the best for us, it starts to fall apart here. The second thing not to do, which kind of leads on from the first one, is to not believe that the universe is guiding you. Or has a plan for us, a divine plan. The universe does not have a desire that we get what we want and then has a plan for us to that end. Giving you permission to really question this, to think about this and question this idea, this very strong idea about a divine plan that the universe has, the universe is guiding us, it wasn't meant to be, those kinds of things. Think about it. What do you want? In any one moment... We want many different things. We have many different layers. We have a lot of different layers and material inside of us. We have very different conditions inside of us. We want many different things in any moment, depending on what part of our system we're aware of and connected to. And there's material inside us that is contradicting. So... You know, this idea that the universe has a plan for us and is guiding us. We, I mean, when we think about non-dual philosophy, this awakening philosophy, it says that, you know, the person is an illusion. We have this idea that we are this coherent person, but actually all we are are these pieces, these pieces of material. So what do we want? What part is the universe guiding? We don't want to think that the universe has a desire that we get what we want and has a plan for us to that end because we don't know what we want. What is it that we want? Is it, okay, maybe it's what our higher self wants. But is that just a phrase you've adopted? What's the higher self? Is it a spiritual dimension of ourself? You know, you could say that, but only if it's something you're not going to define any further. What's the spiritual dimension of ourself? Is it energy? Because that's just another layer. Is our higher self our spirit, our formless, unchanging essence nature? Well, that's a great definition of our higher self, but then that's beyond even universal. Our spirit, our essence is transcendent with absolutely no quality or preference. That dimension doesn't have wants. How can the universe give us what we want? The universe can't give us what we want. The only thing that the universe wants to do, the only thing that the universe, quote, wants, is for everything to fulfill the function of its conditions. And it's not really a desire, like we have desires on a personal level. The universe doesn't want that. The universe is just designed to have everything fulfill the function of its conditions. Which means that the universe's only desire is its design. It doesn't have desire. It's just got its design. And the universe's design is for that everything to do what it's designed to do. We tend to, you know, the the spiritual dilemma that we face according to the awakening philosophies is that we take everything personally. We consider that we 
are a person, and then we think everything else is, has personal qualities as well. And we don't want to take it personally. This is another thing in manifestation philosophies that we, we want to be weary of. The manifestation philosophies believe that the cause of your circumstance, so what's happening in your life, your circumstances, is completely because of your vibration, your thoughts, and your manifestation practice, those three things. But again, that doesn't make sense. There's so many different layers to the experience. You know, inside of you, you've got different layers. So your thoughts and your vibration and your manifestation practice might all be different. And it might say, well, you know, if your thoughts and your vibration and your manifestation practice are all a little bit different, they don't fully line up. How are you experiencing anything? Your thoughts, your vibration, so, you know, your attitude, your energy, your conditions, and your manifestation practice do contribute to your circumstance, but really just a little bit, not that much. The more awareness you have of your thoughts and your alignment and the more effectiveness of your manifestation practice, that can definitely increase things. And I'll be speaking about that in the next episode when I talk about what to do, but Actually, the philosophy says that that's everything. Your vibration is everything. Your manifestation practice is everything. People don't say that, but they say, you know, if you can focus, if you can visualize the right way, if you can get really clear about what you want and visualize just enough, you will get exactly what you want. This is very problematic. This is toxic. This is confusing. And this is a waste of time because what is happening to you is in your life, your circumstance is so, so much of it is out of your control. The more resources that you have, the more your circumstances become part of your control, not your vibrations, not your thoughts, not your manifestation practice, but your alignment, your thoughts, your manifestation practice can contribute to the accumulation of your resources, which can then help you to control your circumstance. And that just makes sense. That is just evident and that perspective is coherent and is going to help you to actually make a change and to manipulate your experience and to manifest what you want. So the final what not to do, the fourth one is to not adopt incoherent falsities, to not make a part of your worldview, make a part of your precious energy and time you spend on your spiritual practice. Don't make falsities. Don't adopt things that people say blindly. Let it make sense. Let it be evaluated. Trust that if something isn't, oh, I hear it all the time, like, oh, you know, why isn't my manifestation practice working? Well, take a look at what you're adopting. Take a look at what you are believing and I mean, I, what's the answer? How do you do this? How do you get a more coherent, relevant, functional philosophy and worldview that's going to make a difference and support you to be more effective in your life? That's why I created this podcast. So I highly recommend to listen to a podcast like this that's helping you to consider your thoughts and evaluate things. And also, you know, to have different other reflective, contemplative, and educational processes that are not just watching, you know, like Gaia and pseudoscience and only New Age material. Look, I also look at New Age spiritual material, but it's only for inspiration on the pieces that I already know are effective and make sense. It's not my educational 
material at all. So, you know, there, some of that material can be inspirational, but that's not where you want to be forming and organizing your perspectives on. So definitely don't just adopt incoherent falsities, which the spiritual marketplace is unfortunately filled with, rife with, something I speak about all the time on this podcast, our spiritual marketplace, our spiritual systems and philosophies and teachers and on this planet right now are a direct product of this speedy culture that doesn't have functionality, discernment, and consideration, coherence at its heart. So the spiritual marketplace is flooded with incoherent falsities. So just being aware of that. And every one of these episodes that I put out could be listened to many different times. And I hear that all the time that I've listened to this episode, blah, 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 four times. And every time I get something new out of it, this is free training for you to help you form more coherent philosophies and beliefs. So definitely recommend a re-listen of this episode and the one before it. Before we get into the next episode, the final episode of this series, which is what has been really effective, magical, exciting, attractive, tempting, really beautiful and mystical and amazing and powerful in my own manifestation practice. I look forward to sharing the details about what to do, what has worked, in part three, the final episode of this series. Thank you for tuning in to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe by pressing the plus button on iTunes or the following button on Spotify. This is going to ensure that this resource is available and top of mind when you most need it. So please subscribe now.